Hey there, Tallahassee. Welcome to another episode of the Greater Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce podcast. I am your host, Jay Revel, Vice President of a variety of things here at the Chamber of Commerce. I've got my producer uh, and co-host extraordinaire, Sarah Solomon, here with us. Sarah, how are we doing today? Great. Thanks for uh, coming and doing this. We have some great guests today. We do have some great guests. We have... uh, a wonderful opportunity today to talk about something that's near and dear to uh, all our hearts here at the Chamber, and that's retaining talent here in Tallahassee. And we have both um, a member guest and a, a, a staff guest with us today. So I think we've got a fun mix on hand for... Dynamic duo. Uh, dynamic duo, indeed. Uh, fun mix here on hand for everyone. Um, uh, on the member side, we have the wonderful Terry Ard. Uh Terry, let's see, President and Chief Operating Officer, is that right? That is correct. Perfect. For more. Yes. Period now, right? More, is that, <laughs> that right? That is exactly <laughs> it, with a period. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Uh, 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 but an exclamation point in our hearts, right? You know, that's kind of that's well, the way we you. look at it. And um, Terry is joining us today. She is serving uh, on our board of directors, highly engaged with our staff and our team here. She's chairing our Talent and Workforce Initiative here in the Chamber. So we're going to talk, obviously, a lot about that, but we want to also talk a little bit about what Terry's day job looks like and why talent matters so much. And we also have the wonderful Corey Melton from our staff. Corey, how are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Corey, if uh, folks, hopefully you've probably uh, interacted with Corey. She's our Vice President for Membership here, and she is also staffing uh, our Talent and Workforce Initiative that is uh, one of our, our top three priorities uh, in our chamber strategic plan and something that, again, really touches every single company uh, here in the greater Tallahassee area because if you can't hire the right talent, your odds of success are going to go down. And uh, we want to make sure that everyone's playing with really good odds uh, with the best talent available. So that's going to be our topic for the day, folks. And we'll kind of jump right in from there. Maybe, Terry, let's let's start with, with you just kind of tell me a little bit about uh, – Uh, what you do uh, each and every day with more. Thank you for having me, Jay, um, and for the great compliments about more. Uh, We at more truly love the work we do and who we do it for. Uh, We're a top 60 uh, nationally ranked marketing communications firm, and we represent clients locally, statewide, and nationally. Um, But what we do is help to solve business challenges. And in my role, I have one of the greatest jobs. I get to work with our entire team, nearly 50 team members. We like to say across three time zones. Our headquarter office is here in Tallahassee, but as we have grown over the past 28 years, we have opened offices in West Palm Beach, Denver, and New Orleans. So as we have faced our own Um, opportunities of talent retention and recruitment Uh, we see how important that is here for our home office but also our sister offices um, across the map Mm -hmm. so you know my role is getting to work with what I call the best in the business and amazing people very cool very cool and you know earlier you were telling us about how uh, your chamber experience began when you were what the day you turned 16 That is right. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually a funny story. So um, the chamber has always been in my heart, and it it really has come full circle to be a part of the chamber board and to work closely with this amazing team. 
Um, but my first official job on my 16th birthday, I went for an interview here at the chamber with the then president, Bob Bone. Um, but getting to that interview was um, quite a challenge because I had just left the driver's license office to get my license. I was so excited and I was driving to go do the interview and actually got in a car accident. Um, not funny at the time, but uh, now looking back, this is when licenses were laminated. So I pulled it out of my wallet. It was still hot from the <laughs> lamination machine. The officer felt really sorry for me that, you know, not minutes after getting my license, I had a car accident. So um, long story short, I got the job with the chamber and I worked part time through high school and college. And um, you know, just really fell in love with the important work that this chamber has always done in this community of being the voice for business and bringing community-wide solutions to making this an even better place to live and to recruit other people to live. I know in, in your industry, obviously, uh, talent is a, a major driving factor on uh, your company's success. Um, wh what are some, maybe the two or three things that, that that come to mind when you're uh, thinking about this talent space um, and the issues that our community has in, in keeping the best folks possible or just attracting the best folks possible to our community to mm -hmm. want to do work here? I love that question. And, you know, oftentimes when we talk to businesses, whether they're our clients or they're a chamber member, you, you often find that the challenge that is being communicated for talent recruitment and retention is not necessarily the true root of the issue. Um, at Moore, we are really blessed in that we have a 95% retention of our team, and that is unheard of in our industry. But when you start to peel away the layers and look at why is that, I believe it is because of the culture that we build every day and how we put such an emphasis on that culture and every team member has a part in helping to build it. So if I go back to, you know, as we look at the business challenges of someone that needs to recruit 20 new team members or they're having a hard time keeping team members, I think it's important to really look at why is that a challenge? Is it um, something more internally facing that needs to be addressed? Is it the way that you're marketing um, the job opportunities and telling your story of why people like to stay at your company and using the faces of your company to be a part of the solution? So, um, you know, here in Tallahassee, I like to say we have a lot of pieces and parts of great solutions for the talent gap. We have incredible resources, and we'll talk a little bit more about those. But the important thing is, one, to understand what we're trying to solve, and two, what are the best local resources through our providers that can come in and address that true challenge. Tori, you've been a tremendous advocate, both internally with our staff and, and just in general with our members when it comes to talking about talent retention. Um, maybe give our, our member listeners a, a sense of just kind of how some of this really started to land on your radar and how that has gravitated uh, 
into the uh, mainstream of, of the work that we're doing every day? Sure. So it really started in talking with members, and it was very clear early on that this was um, an issue for many of our members, and it varied across the board whether they were looking for you know, anything from a professional engineer to your trades or people just to work in particularly in our healthcare fields. And it kind of was the perfect storm in that um, Career Source Capital Region had invited me to participate in a um, roundtable to talk about IT. And there I was able to hear a presentation from um, Inspired Technologies. And he did it in um, concert with Shelley Bell from Lively talking about apprenticeships. Um, we had a person there from Career Source Florida as well and just talked about what other uh, communities were doing to solve some of the other types of jobs where they were really struggling to find the people to fill those positions. Meantime, we've got also students who are graduating high school. Um, they don't really have a plan, and they need pathways. They need a way to get out. And then as our community faces things like poverty and crime, it all starts fitting together that one of each one of those affects one another. And so it just bubbled up as something that we really – need to look at. I feel like it's our responsibility to do that. Um, and as a chamber, we can connect, as Terry said, connect those resources to the people so that we really can move the needle. One of the things I love about Tallahassee is that, you know, when you look at doing this kind of work, if we were in a Tampa or in Orlando, we'd have multiple school systems and multiple municipalities to deal with. But here we've got one county, one city, one school board, or one school district, we all know who the players are. We just need to get them all together and on the same page and then moving forward. And that's the big thing. We've, we've talked a lot, but we're at a point now where we're about to start moving these people together so that we can make a difference in the community. And as we think about moving together as one community, we really have a unique factor that comes forward for us in that we have a preeminent university with Florida State University. Mm -hmm. We have one of the top community colleges in the state, Tallahassee Community College. We have a historically black college and university, Florida A&M. And then we have Lively Technical College that is so industry focused in providing talent solutions. And then couple that with our K through 12 that is what, number seven in the state. Mm -hmm. So we have rich resources that is that feeder to our talent pipeline. How can we better leverage that as a one community to start looking at our solutions? Yeah, and I, th I think you know, leveraging resources and, and bringing people uh, together is, is incredibly important. You know, earlier this week, we had a chance uh, as a staff to um, – sit down uh, and listen to a phenomenal presentation uh, about that subject. This was, um, the event was called the Aspire Collective Impact Summit. And uh, they brought in a group out of the big city of Columbus, Indiana, mm -hmm. uh, called Civic Lab, uh, who came and really talked about what, what I, I, I wrote about this earlier in our 300 East Park Avenue weekly blog, uh, the sort of this Columbus mentality, right, of, of uh, paradigm, changing thinking, uh, where community partners come together with an understanding that we're, they're going to build 
new normals together in unison through shared resources and a, a common goal and vision. And applying that theory, right, of what they've done in Columbus, Indiana, there's, again, if you want to read more about that, I would, I would certainly encourage you to uh, take that dive in, into Google uh, or read our 300 East Park Avenue from this week. But it, it was, I was blown away by the presentation. I was incredibly impressed by the work that those folks have done up there. And I think what's even more impressive was the amount of people and different partners from our community that were in the room. And everyone's sort of waving the, I don't know, proverbial white flag, right, that, hey, what we've been doing traditionally maybe isn't working at full speed. And it's time for us to all come together to find a new, I like that word, a new paradigm for how to best impact this particular space in our community. So I left after the presentation, but I think you all stayed for maybe some of the workshops and things that had happened afterwards. What what can we glean from that, that presentation, and uh, what should folks know about this Aspire collective that, that's sort of starting to come together? So uh, there was a group of us that stayed for a couple of workshop sessions following it, and there's still a lot of work to do there. We are only in the beginning parts of that. But really the message is is that it's about systemness. What we have and what we're producing locally is exactly what the system we have is designed to produce. So we need to go back and look from the beginning, you know, whether it's, you know, with Courtney and Whole Child Leon all the way through the career. And we, we look at the pieces and parts and what it, how is it that the, the system is affecting the people? Because we don't want to just take what's out of the system at the end and try and fix it. We need to fix the system from the beginning so that it's producing what we want it to produce. And so the collective impact piece, it's a whole, it's a whole module. So you're really taking a dive into what is your question? Who is it that you're doing this for? What is it you want to actually accomplish? Who needs to be at the table? And it's circular so that you're always coming back and reevaluating that. There's not a beginning and an end. And every little question you get from that takes its own piece. And so it really does build a whole system of things working together. Yeah, and system is an important word in this. Jay, you mentioned it. Corey, you mentioned it. it. This, What we're talking about is how do we create that talent ecosystem that generates sustainable skilled workforce? And when we look at the priority that has been placed, even at the state level, Governor DeSantis has set this as a major priority and established the Talent Development Council. In a recent study by the Florida Chamber, it was identified that about 75% of businesses say that current entry workforce lacks employability skills. So you start to see how the system and the four components that Corey was just speaking through will help our local community to develop what is our system that will create a more enhanced talent pipeline, and then we have to start rolling up our sleeves to keep them here. With, with so much data available um, in the world today, it to, can paint you a pretty accurate picture of where we stand uh, in the, the, sort of, the sort of fight for, for talent. Um, what do we do about it? What, 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 what's our chamber? How do we bring that back in internally to, uh, to our organization? Um, and w- what, are the, what are the key things that, that our members should know uh, that they might see coming uh, from us in the not-too-distant future on this front? Well, one of the things that um, we have already been asked to help participate in 
is taking a real look at the granular data of what our employers need. So not on the grandiose level, not on the kind of generic level, but specific information about the skills they're looking for, because that will feed into the school system as they apply for their Carl Perkins funds. Um, what that will do for them, once they have that data, then they can design the programs that will feed into those positions and those skills that our employers are looking for. But it's very important that we know that, and that's, I believe, something that the chamber will be um, very instrumental in getting that specific information from them. We have a lot of information that's already available from BEO and from Career Source, but this is much more specific um, to our employers here, exactly what they're looking for now and probably over the next two to the three years. What are the um, what are the big picture things? Yeah, I, know, I know you were just talking about going granular, mm -hmm. and I think that obviously matters. But what are what are the big picture things that you know when when a when a company has an employee that maybe you know walks in the office and says, "Hey, I'm I'm thinking about leaving Tallahassee. I'm thinking about leaving this community. I'm thinking about leaving your company." What are those big picture things that, that, that are driving that kind of decision making? Well, what we hear from our community and from our business community is that a lot of that is on the livability side and quality of life. And, you know, especially with our younger population, you know, 24 to 35, they're looking for a vibrant community scene of restaurants and events and concerts and things to do. So as equally important to solving our talent gap, we also have to be concurrently continuing to elevate our community and how well it attracts to all populations and ensures that we keep people here and we keep them happy and recruiting other people to this community. Yeah, that was that was part of the story of, of Columbus, Indiana, right? Kind of yeah. coming back to that. Um, they spent seven decades uh, building uh, beautiful buildings, no matter they were talking about libraries or fire stations or churches. Uh, they, they brought in the best modern architects in the world to come there to create this unique sense of place. And um, a lot of that was funded by the major company there, Cummins Engines. And they saw that as, hey, if we can... Uh, invest in this as, as sort of a corporate philanthropic purpose, our talent problems may solve themselves down the road. So I really yeah. enjoyed that, that mm -hmm. part of the conversation from that uh, presentation we saw the other day. And I think, you know, that's certainly another piece of the, of the puzzle that, that we all have to pay attention to. And it's, it's sort of that, you know, as you were saying, Corey, instead of trying to solve the, the problem on its surface or face right in front of you, right. let's take a bigger picture look and say, hey, well, let's, instead of trying to solve this problem, let's go create a new dynamic in the community that solves multiple mm -hmm. problems. And I just thought that was brilliant. And I think that uh, when, we, when we're talking about talent and talking about how we keep people and how we attract people to this community, looking at those other uh, ways of changing how the world sees our community is, is incredibly important. You know, Terry, you're in the communications world. What what, how, how is our community doing on that front in your mind? Well, we can do better. And when you think about what is the brand of this community, if we were to line up, let's just say a dozen people 
from all aspects of our community. I would be willing to bet each of them would say something different. And we know in communications and branding that the most effective way is to all have a similar message. Research says someone has to hear or see a message at least 10 times, that same message, 10 times before they even think to do something, to change behavior or to be interested in something. So it's important that our brand and our message for this community is consistent and that we have an identifier for it. So tremendous opportunities there. But I, you know, I loved the example that you talk about um, of the architecture in that community. And then what was even more fascinating is that when you look at the top 20 places, top 20 places to live, they're in that list, along with places like New York City and uh, Austin and like all these great places. And it's because they've thought of a creative solution that would get them on the map that became their brand and became their talking point. Mm -hmm. So that that's a tremendous opportunity. I know there's a lot of community leaders that are focused on it and now's the time to act. Yeah. And and we have a lot of wonderful things in the community and I you know, I mean this is a special place and those of us who have chosen to to spend our uh, our, our lives here, I think, know it. And I think, you know, again, getting the rest of the world to see that is important. Corey, um, you have the pleasure of talking with members every day. Uh, we all do, but you you, you, you probably get uh, a little bit more a of few. a... Yeah, we, we probably have a water hose stream hitting us with member uh, requests. Yours is more of a fire hose. Uh, but uh, in that, you get a real sense of what's on members' minds. And how... How big of a discussion, I mean, if you, can you paint us a picture of just how big of a discussion this talent discussion is in our community, in the business community these days? I'm not sure I talk to any employer that doesn't bring it up at some level. Again, whether they're looking for one professional here or 20 workers there, it's across the board. No matter what industry, no matter what size their business is, it's important. Um they're looking for talent. They're looking for great people, and we've got them. We just need to connect them to to each other. Yeah. What What are the things that uh, for those who are listening, uh, our members who maybe are just intrigued by this or want to get involved? What What are, what are the things we should be letting them know about uh, what our chamber is up to in this space? Well, one thing that um, will be an opportunity coming into twenty twenty is our business roundtable session. So we are doing a listening tour where we are inviting our members to come and share what are their opportunities and challenges around talent and workforce. And so, you know, continuing to be a resource for them and helping to bring um, other leaders Mm -hmm. to the table to help solve some of those challenges. So we will kick that off in January, and we're excited to um, make this a tour where any of our members can come in and join. Absolutely. And part of it is getting on the table what is their true challenge. Mm-hmm. And if any of the listeners are interested, they're welcome to contact me at the chamber and just let me know that this is something that's important to you and your business, and we'd love to have you come be part of that roundtable. Outstanding. What, um, what are other things that, that, that we should make sure – um, people are aware of uh, the, in this space. Um, again, 
there's a lot of pieces to it, right? I mean, everything from sort of the the, the skilled labor piece. There's the uh, sort of creative class and re- you know retaining those types of folks pieces. I mean, there's just a lot. There's just a lot to this. I mean, you know, if you're going to try to boil it down, I guess to people, what wh- where should we leave there? That's a great question. And as we were planning and doing strategic planning to make this one of our top three strategic priorities for the chamber, there was a lot of discussion of there is no shortage of where we could put our time. Mm -hmm. The opportunity is so great. So how do we focus on this and have productive and meaningful outcomes? And we work together with chamber leadership to really determine three key areas. And so how do we influence job and workforce climate by one, understanding and keeping a pulse on the policy. Talent and workforce policy will always be there, both at a state and local level. How is that policy impacting our chamber members? Number two is how can we expand our cross-sector collaboration and this goes back to the point is we have all of the pieces so how do we put that together with productive collaboration to really bring the solutions to the challenges and then finally what this chamber always does well is being the voice of our business community but ensuring that that voice has successful outcomes So those are our three focus areas. And at the end of this fiscal year, that is going to be our report card of how did we influence productive outcomes and change across each of those three areas. Wonderful. Um, Folks, I think we have given you a pretty good appetizer here uh, of of our talent and workforce initiatives and the things that you're going to start to hear more and more of out of our building and, and Again, based on some meetings this week, I think our community is really ready to have a, a much bigger discussion, again, about creating some new paradigms for um, uh, what we're going to look like when it comes to talent and workforce in the future here. And it's very exciting. Um, we're very fortunate uh, to have you two working on that, and, and it's much bigger than you two. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a full staff, to Corey's point, and it's a full membership uh, Terry, and, and again, I think what I feel good about on this is usually when our chamber decides to dedicate itself to something, uh, we do make a difference. And uh, part of today's show, the point is raising some awareness, and awareness leads to understanding, and an understanding usually can lead to some change in outcomes. And folks, that's what this is all about, is we want to make sure we're changing outcomes for the better when it comes to how do we retain the best uh, talent that we have in this community, how do we attract new talent to the community, and how do we make sure our or- businesses and other organizations have exactly who they need to get the job done each and every day in our community. And it's important to remember, we're not just competing against each other company to company, we're competing globally. We're competing around the world, we're competing around the country, because when people are trying to determine where they want to go, they can probably go just about anywhere to work these days. Those barriers are gone. Uh, and so for our community, we've got to think big, we've got to be bold, and we've got to do some things maybe that are a little outside of our comfort zone uh, to, to change this, uh, hopefully uh, once and for all and for the better. So I want to thank you both for coming on the show today. Uh, Terry, um, for your uh, professional side, if people want to learn more about more, uh, where do we send them? Go to our website at the More Agency. 
more, M-O-O-R-E.com. And um, check us out. We are doing some really great things on behalf of our clients and love the work that we do, not only in this community, but across the nation. Yeah, outstanding. And Corey, uh, uh, obviously folks can go to our website, www.talchamber.com, T-A-L-chamber.com, to learn about all of our strategic initiatives. And uh, you can find Corey's contact information there. Um, and uh, get in touch, find out how you can get involved. We'll be sending out more information on those uh, listing tour roundtables and other uh, uh, ways of reaching out to our membership soon. So um, stay on the lookout, folks. We've got some good things coming down the road in 2020, which is sneaking up on us uh, ever so quickly uh, here at the end of the year. But uh, I actually think this, Sarah, this is probably our last show of the year, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. 2019. It's it's been a heck of a year. It has been, <laughs> as my uh, lovely daughter uh, Winnie likes to say, "Bye bye, see ya." Uh, so we'll uh, we'll bring it in for a landing and, and a wrap. And folks, want to thank you for listening in this year. Want to thank you for being a chamber member and supporter and believer, uh, not only in our businesses here in Tallahassee but our community and whole. Uh, and uh, wish you a very happy and merry holiday season, a prosperous new year, and we will look forward to seeing you uh, or hearing you, I guess, it would be, would be the proper uh, way to describe that uh, in the not-too-distant future with a new year and new possibilities ahead. Thanks for listening, as always. We'll talk to you real soon. Bye.